Hey everyone, welcome to a Single Tree Podcast. This is episode number 13. Today we're going to talk about paradox and the space between. I'm Joel. And I'm Brandon. Good morning. Welcome. It's three degrees outside. It's three degrees. It's bad when your degrees are singular. <laughs> um, well, to get started, do you remember what you said to me? Last week after we recorded this podcast, the last the last episode? Uh, I don't. You, what did I say? You don't? No. Well, I, we were, we were talking about, you know, in the development of ourselves, talking about um, developing some flexibility in our uh, views of ourselves. Oh, You yeah. know, like if we're, if we see ourselves as victims, we should maybe consider the possibility that we might be overcomers. Right. Okay. Yes. And I said, I said to you after we got finished recording, I said, so is the goal to become everything or is it to become nothing? (laughs) And do you remember what you said? I might've had, um, (laughs) some sort of response that said, there's no difference or it's the same <laughs> yeah you said both right you said both and then i said don't say that to me i, I do remember that because <laughs> i got i got a chuckle out of that yes because <clears throat> this is this is life it is paradoxical we become you know everything we're both good and bad victim and overcomer mm-hmm uh, weak and strong, right? And yet, there's something in all of this, you know, becoming selves that uh, doesn't mean anything in a way. And uh, where we are, ac- we are actually um, moving toward shedding and le- letting go of any, even any idea of ourselves. We're becoming everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah, I think... I think there's a whole lot of uh, power in paradox. I think it is Mm. a huge teacher on a really, really basic and fundamental level. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think when I look back in my life and that's where I've got, that's where I've, I've received the most powerful lessons is, is, is through, is through paradox and allowing myself to just be in that and, um, make sense Mm-hmm. I suppose mm-hmm. um, through paradox, it's you make you make sense by things not making sense exactly, which you know <laughs> sounds insane, but you know um, that's paradox has helped me the most. It's also been the thing that's been the most confusing and painful, and it's 
the thing that's brought me the most grief, but it's also the thing that's brought brought me the most freedom and openness and capacity to to love. Mm. Yeah, in this in a strange way, it sets you free. Like when you said when you said that to me last week, I, you know, I knew you were going to say that right right after I asked my question. And it's frustrating because, you know, it's like a non-answer, you know, but at the same time, it's exactly what I was hoping for and looking for. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's a non-answer, but it's also a very specific answer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, the essence of what we're talking about today. So... Should, for, before we go any further, do, do you think we should say more about what it what it means to become everything and nothing? <laughs> that might be a little out there. <laughs> well, maybe we should give it okay a little bit of a little attention, bit of, a little bit of con- context. Okay. Well, as, as we've talked about this, you know h- how we become a, a self. You know, we've talked about. Um, you know, this dualistic thinking and, and how we normally tend to judge ourselves or, you know, see ourselves as good and bad or um, good or bad, you know, um, or you, you identify yourself as um, someone who's self-sufficient, right? Mm-hmm. So in every, in every um, circumstance, you will do the self-sufficient thing and it, you know, it's rid. It's a rigid way of seeing yourself that you can only do this one thing in response to every circumstance that presents itself. Um, and and what we've been talking about is, you know, it's important to um, try to do both self sufficiency and interdependency with others. You know, it's a, it's kind of and so and there's a thousand dualistic ways that you can be both and both good and bad you know both weak and strong um so in that way it's it sort of seems like you're you're trying to become everything you're you're trying to become both sides of each of those dualisms and then <laughs> but we've also been talking about the fact that um you know uh the as we develop as selves we're identifying with these things and maybe grabbing onto them as as parts of who we are or or things that describe us or or our narrative you know um and in doing that it's almost like you know you're you're forming this impression of yourself that we've talked about and then you're and then you're letting it go it's not really it's not really who you are at your essence just to just to identify with those any of those things does that make sense yeah no i yeah for sure it just seems to more or less it's just kind of how how the personality is presenting itself at this time it's the it's the programming maybe sure that's that just, we talked about in the last episode right it's just kind of how the programming is playing out right now <laughs> 
that's it yeah but is it but is it really your essence as a person or as a being or as consciousness yeah it's not no no that's not you know programming doesn't have anything to do with spirit or essence or you know yeah the basic core of what we are you know what I mean it's programming is just ideas and concepts yeah so we're tra- in a way we're still traveling toward who you are as a person right who you are at your essence beingness existence itself is um, it, probably undefinable <laughs> by nature we try to define it in, in a lot of different ways with a lot of different words and you know it's, it's we're probably not even that's probably not even helpful in some ways and you know our, our traveling toward essence and being itself is more about subtraction than it is about you know clinging to to things yeah it's maybe helpful to have those impressions for a moment and then let them go yeah yeah so I like to think in terms of um, balance mm-hmm. it, that was you know something that I you know uh, growing up was something that my uh, mom and stepdad were uh, would always talk to me about balance 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 mm-hmm. and you know um when I was younger I really didn't understand what they were saying you know? <laughs> but as I got older did it but balance lends itself to paradox I think in mm. some ways you know what I mean and mm-hmm. yeah what well yeah when you're when you encounter a paradox you know you're sort of teetering between these two poles these two opposite things you know like uh if you can see the good and bad in someone else you know mm-hmm. it's uh it's hard to it's hard to tolerate both of those apparent opposites right but you know a balanced view of someone sees both the good and the bad and that creates harmony yes it can it can if you allow it to right so uh-huh. you know these paradox balance what those things bring is is harmony harmony doesn't mean a lack of any struggle or pain Mm -hmm. um, or anything like that Mm. harmonize you know the word harmonize I mean when you think of of a symphony you have different instruments with that have different aspects of sound playing together harmonizing mm-hmm. ideally mm-hmm. ideally right <laughs> when it's done well sure it's so, harmony yeah that's kind of i think those those are important things to to try to stay focused on you know our our talks our talk last week about programming um, 
I think is re really, really important because it, it helps us It helps us go deeper into into the paradox, into the into finding balance and harmony, because mm. we need to be able to gain a level of awareness um, of something that's happening in us, so mm -hmm. that um, so that we can differentiate from it. Otherwise, it's just happening, and we think we're what is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're gonna, you're gonna sort of perceive that there's this, this paradox even within you, right? Like, like we were talking about with the, the programming, you know, you, you, you tend to, the programming makes you see yourself in this one rigid way mm -hmm. and then developing the flexibility in your view of yourself. You, you can see yourself in two ways that are going to be opposing each other. So um and, and you need to gain awareness of that yeah because if you don't see the programming it actually kind of lends itself more to separation you know what i mean and division mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's hmm. that that doesn't lend itself to maybe paradox and balance and harmony but we have to understand a structure that happens within us programming yeah. right or concepts or ideas we need to be fully aware that that happens in us, right? Yes. And that it's it's part of what goes on and it's inescapable. Yes. We have to we have to know that there's a structure in us that can lend if if we don't have a certain level of awareness of it really keeps us in and lends lends itself more towards separation. Yeah, so let's talk about, you, you know, we're all a bundle of paradoxes. Um, so, and one of the ones that I think people um, experience the most, every everyone experiences this to some degree or another, is the kind of I'm good and I'm bad paradox. Um, so, you know, when I was when I was growing up, you know, I was basically a good kid or whatever. At least that's what people told me. Um, you know, I got pretty good grades and didn't do anything super crazy as far as my behavior and stuff like that until, until I was a teenager, you know? And so I had this, I had this idea of myself that I was pretty good, you know, but I think I always had this sort of sneaking suspicion that, that I was also bad. Um, and maybe like in my teen years when I got into some trouble and, and stuff like that, I, uh. Maybe I was trying to um, uh, re realize that, or, or maybe I always knew that I was that I was a paradox, you know. And so, um, you know, it was a, it it uh, gave me this sort of um, dissonance, cognitive dissonance, you know, when I when I discovered that I was bad, you know. So so at that point you know, my experience or what, what people had told me and even my ideas of myself that I was good were challenged with the, the truth that I knew about myself, which was that I was bad deep mm -hmm. down inside me. There was, there were these things that were bad. Um, and so I, so enter paradox, you know, this right. was a, 
this was a paradox that I discovered when I was 14 or whatever and I had no idea what I was doing, you know. Um, and I had to try to reconcile that paradox, right? So this is how it kind of enters our lives, you know, when we, when we start to question, am I good? Or, you know, you could do it the other way around. You, you know, you could have this idea that you were bad and, and yet know that there were these good things inside of you and enter paradox. Yeah. I think, you know, when, when you were, when you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, he, if we use the, the analogy of a symphony, you know, mm-hmm. the, and the symphony called Joel to, right. two very different sounding in- instruments presented themselves. And mm-hmm. you as the orchestrator had to find a way to harmonize them. Yeah. They appeared to be opposites. Right. Or just have different sounds. Right. Yeah. But we couple them together. That's the dualism. We, we tend to couple the good and bad together. Right. And, yeah, and then we have to figure out how to synthesize them into yeah, something that works. And so and I think I I said this last week, programming isn't a bad thing. It it is something that arises in us. It's mm-hmm. it's just what happens in us. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's one thing I just kind of want to reiterate is the programming isn't is isn't good or bad i mean how how we mm-hmm. how we approach how we approach the programming our level of differentiation from it is is really important because it gives us opportunities to understand the the complexity of the symphony inside of us and all of the mm. different mm-hmm. sounding instruments that may seem, you know, absolutely opposed or opposite, but it gives us opportunity to harmonize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And paradox helps us do that. But those, yeah. we, you know, being aware of our programming presents us with opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. So, Let's talk about the initial experience of paradox, though, when we, you know, because we're not used to thinking in paradox or, or we're, we're, we tend to, you know, uh, think rigidly. We we think in black and white terms. We, we want it to be only this way and not the other way. You know, when you encounter one of these paradoxes, like I'm good and I'm bad or I am a victim, but I'm also an overcomer, um, you know, the experience of that is confusion. It's the, there, there's, you know, there's always tension between two apparent opposites and it's, and it's difficult to exist in that tension. We tend to try to avoid tension and, um, there's also ambiguity, you know, not, not knowing and not, not being able to understand, right? The only thing that you can do when you're faced with a paradox is just sort of behold it, you know? look at it, mm-hmm. examine it. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense by, by definition, by nature. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. And so there's, there's that feeling, you know, which is a good, which is a really good feeling for your learning, 
is just not a good feeling <laughs> as we usually think about good feelings, right? It doesn't, it doesn't feel good to be for your way of thinking about things, your paradigm and your program to be challenged. So we have to kind of challenge ourselves to find a different orientation towards stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to learn to tolerate those, those tensions, right? And that's, that's the stress. Um, Cause paradox <laughs> demands it. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you do that? Is are there ways that you could tell people to, you know, start uh, changing their orientation orientation toward these paradoxes, these tensions? I don't know. I might say they're already doing it. <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, or how are they already doing it? I don't know. You might say it's it's happening in us whether we want it to or not. And, <laughs> you know, the, the best thing we can do is just become more aware of it mm -hmm. and more of a participant in it. But, you know, anytime you're, you're experiencing fear, struggle, or stress, is, is, that, is that not, like, on, on a deep level, are we not? trying to work out the paradox we may not be super conscious of it mm -hmm. we not we may not wake up in the morning and say oh geez this is you know i'm really working out this paradox or whatever <laughs> but, but you know but Probably that's what not. but on a deep level that's what's happening right sure so sure. what it's i would to all of us what i would maybe suggest to people is that it's already it's already happening in us anyways so maybe the most important thing we can do is decide whether it will benefit us or not to look that in the look something in the face that's already happening deep inside of us mm -hmm. why would you say people don't do that well i don't think that that's I don't think that's a huge priority in our culture <laughs> mm -hmm. I think we're too busy mm -hmm. and I think it's painful mm -hmm. and confusing mm -hmm. that's why do you think do you think people are scared for sure to to you know surface these paradoxes sure sometimes i think that we'd 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 we would rather just be in control mm -hmm. um and in pain than dull pain yeah yeah i think i i think people want to you know the self wants to identify with something you know it wants to be either good or bad mm -hmm. it it, it wants to be a self and, the, and those are the ways that we define ourselves um, some of the ways right and and as long as we can attach ourselves to something you know then that feels good it feels safe it feels secure it feels like we are a self 
It, do, it doesn't, because what happens in, in paradox is you discover you are both good and bad, and really you're neither in some ways. And, you know, you, then you cease to be a self in some ways. Right. You start becoming more of nothing, and that that doesn't feel good to people well, either. Feel, feeling like you're just made out of thin air is unappealing probably <laughs> to people maybe. But probably. <laughs> you don't know if that's the suggestion right now, but... Yeah, we're walking there slowly, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, not quickly. That's for sure. But yeah, I think I, I I think that's I think that's I think that's why we don't do it. But that's why we don't go into paradox. But I I would say it's already happening in us, anyways. Mm-hmm. It's 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 happening, and the best we the best we can do the most efficient way to maybe find some sort of relief i guess i could say is to go it is is to to open our eyes to it and decide to to meet it mm-hmm. um you know it's it's interesting in in, in other areas of life you know, when, when something, when we know something is, is going to happen or, or is happening, we know we have a choice to, to deal with it. We usually try to, to deal with it head on, or we try to at least. Mm-hmm. It's no different than what's happening on the inside. I mean, paradox is happening inside us, whether we choose it or not. Mm-hmm. Just like grief. Yeah. I don't yeah. know that there's a huge difference, but. Yeah, it's probably related. I think one of the best things you could probably do if you're looking to kind of draw out some of these paradoxes and become aware of them and, and, um, and, you know, really just encounter them, um, would be just to sort of be, um, be, be in a safe place, be, be with someone who's doesn't need you to be either or either good or bad, you know, because um, then they can just sort of behold it, the paradox that is you, with you, um, you know. Uh, but a lot of times we, you know, we when we talk to people about how we're we're really feeling, there's they have this need for us to really identify um, a, a black and white dualistic way of thinking about ourselves and about things you know we people when they ask you how you're doing they want to hear an answer you know <laughs> good or even even bad um but you know our our experience of ourselves and of life is much more complex like we've talked about before and it's full of paradox yeah i think i think that's an extremely important part of the process is maybe being able to find someone who can offer that safety and that freedom mm-hmm. for you, you know? to, for you to discover these these paradoxes within yourself and be able to tolerate the tension between yeah those and yeah and then be able to sort of synthesize them into the symphony that is your life yeah i mean i i, I think that's probably 
one of the main pillars of 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 our friendship mm-hmm. is what we do is allow that and you know that's helped me be able to have a lot of space and freedom to not only express but um, explore um, mm-hmm. and get some get some some feedback that isn't necessarily um, you know condensed to either good or bad but it's you know there's just more open open feedback and that's been extraordinarily important Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so you don't have a need in one conversation to figure things out necessarily. You can you can really exist together in this ambiguity, and in traveling towards something and not not even being there at any certain point, not arriving there. Yeah, there's there's traveling. That's that's a really unique experience to be able to to have in this world, and um. It's a really unique thing to have in in relationships, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's safety there. Yeah, there's. It's safe to be in paradox. It's safe to be good and bad. Right. And when you're and you're doing it, you know, when two people I think can do that together, um, you know, that really forges is quite a bond there mm-hmm. yeah it just helps you grow and, and kind of discover mm-hmm. yourself and, and just discover things together so there's these there's these paradoxes that are within us each of us are are a collection of paradoxes and uh, then you know we encounter paradox outside of us as well um, in everyday life you know life is good and bad um you know and and you know all of the things that we typically judge other people everything that's happening around us you know movies music everything we lay eyes on is is something that we tend to to judge you know and try to divide into these dualistic categories that we've talked about um and and yet you know it's the same is true of all of the things around us that, you know, there's, there's paradox, um, that is, you know, part of their, the, the qualities of, you know, what we're, what we're beholding. And, and, uh, so I find it interesting because, you know, people are, <laughs> um, especially in our, in our culture going around, just trying to assign good and bad labels to, to everything, it seems. Um, and I, I find myself, you know, resisting that, um, resisting the urge to like say unequivocally about certain things that they are good or they are bad, you know? Um, but just to sort of like hold, hold the tension of paradox that, that it presents us with. So then what's that do for you? What it so um, what what I'm am, yeah what I'm hearing is that you've you've decided to kind of withhold judgment right mm-hmm. 
and decide to grow your capacity to hold that that tension that paradox brings in a situation mm-hmm. what's that done for you um i think i end up talking less <laughs> you know because i don't have a judgment about everything mm-hmm. around me or you know it it actually can help you to like admire things and find the beauty in it beauty in them more um you know when you don't have to say it's good or bad um and you can you can see the complexity in it um you know if you're just talking about another person they're they are they are a paradox of good and bad um you know and it and it feels uncomfortable at first it feels it feels like you're um almost becoming nothingness you're you're becoming less um because you're not like picking a side or um you know you're not determining something's value you're just sort of like taking it in encountering it beholding it that's really uh very contrary to what we're what we're taught especially you know kind of in our culture that you know there's this saying that if you don't stand for something you'll fall for everything (laughs) yeah that's what it is that's right (laughs) you know and then you know we get we get caught up (laughs) in this you know if i don't have a strongly held belief or idea about this then this means that right then we fall into this programming of Mm -hmm. i'm i'm weak i'm confused i don't know i'm Mm -hmm. this or that you know um and that doesn't that doesn't feel good right it's it's scary Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but what you're saying is that your capacity to hold that um stress that paradox brings or Mm -hmm. tension Mm -hmm. that it's helped you find maybe more freedom and creativity in your experience in this world creativity yeah there's a space between you know the apparent opposites in paradox it it seems like there's no space between good and bad right that they're just there's this really rigid line between them right over which you step and enter one or the other you know if you step over the line you enter bad and step over the line the other way you enter good right mm-hmm. but i think but i think one of the things that paradox teaches us is that we can actually exist um in uh relationship to the the apparent opposites and when we stand in that place when we stand in the gap or the in the tension you know there's there's something really beautiful that happens there i think like what? I'm not even sure what it is, but <laughs> it, just but it feels, feels beautiful. But it feels, di- but it feels like you can actually be more present um, with something, or even within yourself, when you when you don't need to divide things. You know, we're talking a lot about dualistic thinking now. You know, you know, um, avoiding judgment and, and stuff like that. But paradox is really similar. It's like, you know, it's it's not either of these things, but it's both. 
at the same time and it's just a it's just a it's a place where you don't like attach yourself so much to your thoughts about things you know where you're just sort of like present with something without the the judgments so it it can then paradox can be a teacher and a guide out of mm -hmm. dualism and limitation and more into a world of creativity and freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it requires a tolerance and a willingness for our uh, to, to grow our container or our mm -hmm. uh, ability to hold tension. Yes. Hmm. And it just makes us think in a different way. You know, we're so used to analyzing everything and and having to and needing to understand things, right? And paradox presents us with confusion, which means we don't understand something, right? And so I think the creativity that you're talking about is it comes a lot from that, right? I mean, sure, there's this analytical way of thinking where you can, you know, conceptualize and understand everything. And then there's this place of creativity where you actually, when you enter it, you, you see analyzing everything and you just you know there's a lot of freedom you can you can create things that are you know more than maybe there was before and yeah, that's what that's what paradox existing in that tension that paradox presents us with it, it allows us to do that yeah it you know paradox for me has been has been something that has shown me something that uh, has kind of been difficult but important for me to, to understand. I mean, we're, we have all of these programs and we're, we're told, um, you know, we should do this or this is the way to do that or this is how it should be. Um, But paradox kind of reminds us that despite all of the programming and suggestions, there's still only you. Mm -hmm. And w which way you will go mm -hmm. in, in the midst of the paradox. Mm -hmm. It's, it's you still, regardless of the programming and, and all of the suggesting, there's just it's just you and what will you do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so so you can maybe sink into more of yourself through that is that right yeah it almost helps you make um it almost helps you broaden your de decision making process you know mm -hmm. what i mean like okay it's it, it's it's good to to you know, making decisions based off of programming is going to probably happen on some level all of the time should you be getting feedback from those you trust and love yes but deeper than that paradox really opens up something 
wider and more expansive to consult with, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's only done inside with you and yourself. <laughs> that is all. There's mm-hmm. this reconciliation kind of between mm. you and what paradox presents to you on a deeper level. Does mm-hmm. that make sense mm-hmm. talk about reconciliation some more what do you mean by that well I mean if you're consulting with paradox and paradox you know and you are presenting it you know maybe kind of with a, a decision or something or an experience paradox shows you you know the benefit and the pain or the gains and the loss and all all sides mm-hmm. you know that really forces a a deeper reconciliation mm-hmm. you know you're mm-hmm. making a more informed decision because you're not just making a decisions based off of, well, I, I see mm. all of the benefits mm-hmm. and this is why I'm making the decision. Mm. Paradox re- requires a really deep reconciliation mm. based off of uh, maybe all of the factors or, or okay. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's more than just making a decision based on your T-chart of the benefits and risks or advantages and disadvantages. It's more than something deeper than that. Yeah, it, it kind of obliterates decision trees. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting. It, we're talking about, you know, when we behold a paradox, we find beauty, we find creativity, we find reconciliation you know which i think is a lot of um there's a lot of beauty in that um and just the ability to reconcile good and bad um and and what what you're you were saying is is you know you can you can kind of consult your own decision making trees or consult with other people about decisions but ultimately it it comes down to you and, and what you're going to choose right um and that's and there and there has to be this kind of reconciliation of the good and the bad somehow you have to hold that tension between the paradox apparently paradoxical um things the the decision or the you know the fact that you're um seeing good and bad in something and and there's something really powerful that happens in the reconciliation of the paradox yeah it's almost i can think at different points in my life where i've you know consulted the decision tree of my programming and Mm -hmm. gotten outside influence and you know then just kind of spent some time with myself just consulting with paradox and Mm -hmm. you know maybe um, i had expressed something about a path that i wanted to take and um, maybe most of the feedback was that you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then when you kind of consult with paradox and you see, you know, you kind of go deeper than the good and the bad. It's almost like going through the fear of weighing out the good or the bad and, and wrestling with all that helps you come to the other side of it and then you're able to kind of really mm. enter into a path that you've chosen at peace and in harmony mm. mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah it does it's pretty beautiful yes yes it help it, paradox it, can help us with fear it's yeah and it's unavoidable the fear entering the fear and entering the tension is really unavoidable it's what paradox presents us with and we must be able to hold that i say usually hold that tension um hold the two apparent opposites in mind and and you will you will experience this tension but as you hold it and just sort of um, sit, sit with it some people would say sit with it um, and endure endure it almost and you, you, you know in a way you travel through oh definitely the paradox endure. yeah and then arrive somewhere not not maybe having resolved the paradox at all you know but but in a way you've held the tension and been able to reconcile for yourself and then you'll you will find yourself in a different place which is a little bit unexplainable but um, you know I think I think holding paradox in mind holding two apparent opposites in mind um, is, a, is a necessary thing you know because the truth of reality is that life is full of paradoxes it's not only one way or the other all the time right and and so it's just you know holding paradox is just being honest about about life about yourself about others about everything that you see and yeah it's yeah. necessary to do that to to actually to move forward i i'm reminded of there was um a time years ago where um it was really contemplating making a decision i can't exactly remember what it was but i think it had something to do with um my profession or something mm -hmm. it was kind of a kind of a bigger deal <laughs> i think i was looking into transitioning into into something else in my profession and i have a, a mentor who um you know is older than me and considered to be wise and so I was really you know struggling for 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 months and kind of you know in the paradox of the whole thing and then mostly I was in the dualism of it like um mm -hmm. struggling with the dualism and then we were playing racquetball one morning and um I was talking to him about what you know I was wrestling with talking really just kind of sharing the struggle in dualism and he said what makes you think either one of those is 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 wrong <laughs> and that just really opened something in me you mm -hmm. know um mm -hmm. 
that didn't that helped it didn't you know take away the tension that i needed to hold but it did open up it's almost like he he opened the door and gave me gave me permission to walk into the room of paradox and mm-hmm. that it's okay mm-hmm. you know and there was some there was some freedom there mm-hmm. you know it's okay to it's okay to be in existent paradox right and you know there's this uh we we feel compelled by others sometimes in our society to be decisive right and to say this is the right decision you know um, this is the right career path for me this is the right person i'm going to marry um, <laughs> and that's sort of ridiculous actually um but you know you can see good and bad in all of those decisions um you can see the benefits and the risks and uh it's almost it's almost better to make a decision from that place where you just decide for yourself not not because it's the right in quotation marks decision mm-hmm. but because you've but because you chose it um and you referenced paradox something deep yeah. deeper than referencing yeah. programming and decision trees not right. to say that's not important because yeah. it has its place in some ways it's easier for us to um you know to think we know what is the right decision or even for someone else to tell us what is the right decision right mm-hmm. um, than it is to you know behold paradox because then we have to choose <laughs> you know i like that word behold you've used it a couple times Mm-hmm. it's the only thing you can do you know when you when you can no longer make these um these you know grand statements about what's right and wrong <laughs> when you when it you know when when you are present with with paradox it's the only thing that you can do you can just behold the paradox and then you exist in this space where um it's difficult where the tension is yeah, that's where the growth is too. It, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That's where growth is, but and you know, it it can open us to an ex- a wider acceptance of what is and just what will happen based off of what decision we we make. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? it's it's more about this is if if I choose this 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 is you know uh, these things will happen. It's mm-hmm. it's just more of an acceptance rather than if I choose the wrong path, all you know th- these wrong things will ha- will happen. It's mm-hmm. okay, and yeah. if if you do this, these things will happen. Yeah, which is more the it's more the dualistic thinking when you say that that was the wrong decision because all these bad things have happened when in truth, you know, when, when you choose something that's apparently the wrong decision, you know, maybe some bad things happen because of that, but maybe some good things also happen because of it. Um, you know, it, it just, you know, kind of allows for more complexity mm-hmm. in our experience. And we have to, we have to have, we have to have that. That's what we're meant for. We're complex beings. Mm-hmm. And, 
paradox helps us into that compl- complexity. Mm-hmm. Helps us into that complexity, into ourselves, into a deeper experience of ourselves, deeper experience, mm-hmm. experience into life. Um, kind of out of that dualism a little bit. But we're complex. We can handle it. That's what we're made for is to mm-hmm. be in that. Yeah. So I want to come back to around, around to this this idea of, of becoming everything and nothing um, because that's the paradox that I feel like I'm in right now in some ways. Um, you know, be- becoming everything and becoming nothing at the same time seems impossible. Um, and yet, you know, just the the confusing nature of saying that and like beholding that paradox in my life right now is, is in some ways life giving. Like it, it's almost like because of that paradox, like there's some, something that I'm going to enter, which is like new, you know, like, um, this new like world that I can enter through just being present in that paradox. You know, I'm, I'm in this place in my life where I, I feel like I'm becoming something or I've become something, you know, 37 years old. So I've identified some of my personality and like what I do for a living and, and things like that. And I've certainly, you know, sort of identified on one side or the other of issue, some issues and like, you know, introvert, extrovert, and all of these things that we attach ourselves to, which we think make, make us who we are. And yet I feel this really kind of strong, like yearning to become less, to become nothing or to like, let, let some of those things go in a way. Hmm. Um, and I don't know what to do with that, I guess. What's it feel like? I mean, is it, is there, is it, I would imagine there's some tension, but is there fear and confusion or, um, yes, it's mostly confusion. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, there's fear about letting go of things. Definitely letting go of the things that I think define who I am. Um, you know, the, the first thing that happens is when you say, I feel like I'm became, becoming everything and nothing is, it doesn't logically make sense. Like you, your brain almost can't tolerate that, those statements together. Right. Um, right. And so it forces me then to, um, enter the experience of becoming in a different way, not from my brain, mm-hmm. not from, not from the logic, logical standpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I have to go kind of off of intuition more. I have to go more off of like feeling mm-hmm. and gravitating toward the things that feel right rather than like being able to explain why I'm doing something, mm. um, you know, which is kind of a slippery slope to say, you just need to like, think about how it feels sure, right. and, you know, <laughs> use your intuition all the time. But, but I'm not unthinkingly entering these things either. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it the whole time. Um, but I'm, but I'm having to sort of like, I, I know that I know I need to be able to identify who I am and talk about it and express it to others because that is part of what almost feels necessary to me to do, um, you know, kind of develop these impressions that of myself that we talked about, um, previous in a previous podcast and share them with people. And I also know that I need to be letting them go at the same time 
those are those are the two things that I know mm. right now, mm. and I need to do both of those things um, on a continual basis and see and see what happens. That's that's what I'm doing or trying to do. I think, but there seems like there's an eagerness too. An eagerness to do these things, to to go into this nothingness. You said it's it's there's a freedom or a, yeah, you're sensing a freedom which I, f- I feel like as I as I identify, you know, some of the things that I am, um, ways that I express these impressions of myself. Um, there's a there's a freedom in being able to let go of them at the same time and and like get closer to whatever my essence is whatever that is I'm not sure what it is but it's like just my beingness whatever it is it it seems like as you go further into this it becomes more tangible and maybe Mm -hmm. easier to reference Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's like maybe one of those things that people talk about when they're talking about just being present it's kind of like in a way just letting go of all these ideas of of yourself, the programming, you know, just these impressions and just being able to sort of be present to those and at the same time let them go and then just be present to everything else that you experience in life, existence, other people, you know, the world around you, um, existence itself. More open. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what I'm more maybe that's what I'm eager to do is just to become more present. And how did you put it? What did you say? More open. More. Yeah. Open. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you let go of your ideas about yourself, even it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, you, you let go of that rigid programming or those rigid beliefs even about or thoughts about yourself in the world. And then, you can just be open to whatever's in front of you. Um, yeah, it's this continual process of taking feedback from the environment, like we talked about, assimilating those into a sense of self, and then, you know, being able to uh, to discard those or sur- or surrender them. So nice. Yeah, so maybe more about that the next time. We'll close up with that and wish you all the best. And thanks, stay warm. Thanks for your feedback. And yes, stay warm. It's the middle of January, and uh, we're great. We're grateful for you listening, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks.